All right, there we are. Hello, everybody. You are listening to Action Line on KINY. I'm your host, Jordan Lewis, and joining me in the studio today from the Juneau Police Department, I have Lieutenant Jeremy Weskey. Jeremy, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. And it's nice having you in here. Now, the first sort of, uh, I have a couple of questions I want to talk with you about today, but I think the first one I want to hit is I do know, because I saw it in my inbox, that the acting chief and deputy chief, David Campbell, has announced that he is retiring. That's correct, yeah. Uh, September 29th, uh, he will be retiring after close to 30 years of service. Um, Happy for him, jealous of him. Uh, He's going to be enjoying his time off, hopefully. I know he's looking forward to it. So we appreciate his uh, long service to JPD. He really, um, he really gave a lot of his his life and time uh, to make that department better, and we're appreciative for that sacrifice. Gotcha. And then, sort of continuing on that note, I also know that the CBJ has selected its three sort of finalists to be the new police chief. Do you want to talk on that a little bit? Yeah, I don't have a lot of details on the finalists. I think people can find that information. Uh, the city put a press release out about it. Uh, there is uh, a town hall style meeting for people uh, to go listen to the candidates September 26th through 28th. Uh, and we also, during those same dates, the candidates will be coming to JPD and giving us um, about an hour, I believe, of question and answer time. It's something that we did during uh, Sergeant or the chief selection um not this last time, but the time before last. And it was really great to hear the candidates talk and get a chance to ask them the questions that are important to us. And so I'm looking forward to us having the chance to do that again this year. I'm thankful that the city's doing that. Gotcha. And we do have an article about all three of those candidates on our website as well. And I talked about it in our newscast yesterday as well. So if you were looking for that information, you can check out yesterday's newscast or go to our website to read more about the three candidates as well as getting the dates and times for that. Now, having addressed that, I did want to move into one of our reoccurring topics, which is how has recruitment gone? Because I also know during a lot of the candidate forms, because it is election season after all, that's been one of the big things a lot of those folks have been bringing up is sort of the low numbers that JPD has right now. Yeah, I can't wait for the day I come in here uh, for a radio show and I get to tell you we don't have a recruiting issue. Uh, unfortunately, that's not today. We we still struggle to find um, qualified applicants uh, to come work for us. And I think there's a, you know, a litany of reasons that that happens, but we are constantly looking for, uh, people who want to work in this career. Uh, right now we're down 13 officers, uh, and with deputy chief leaving, we have a chief spot open as well. So 14 total, uh, and it's not just police, it's our dispatch center. They're down four dispatchers. Um, that's a really big percentage. They don't have the numbers of dispatchers. Like we have the numbers of cops. So being down four, that's really taxing. They're working a lot of overtime patrol, uh, the guys in, um, in patrol, in investigations, uh, they're working a lot of extra hours. They are working very hard for this city. They are giving it their all. Um, but I would love to get them some help, love to get them some rest. Uh, and so I'm hopeful that we can uh, start to make an impact. We recently went live with our, uh, new recruiting pages, join JPD, uh, is the tag. We have an Instagram, we have a Facebook, we have Twitter and LinkedIn. Um, there are some videos on YouTube under that same tag. Uh, we, used a company called Epic Recruiting. They were great. They came up to town. They uh, shot for three days. We have some really high quality videos and stills. Uh, Now they're doing paid advertising for us and we're getting a lot of interest. Um, People are reaching out. So that's fantastic. Getting a lot of impressions, hopefully making some headway. But uh, the thing about 
recruiting for police and for dispatches, it's a really long process. The hiring process takes some time because we want to make sure that the applicants that we hire to work for the city of Juneau uh, are of the highest quality. We want to make sure people feel safe with the officers that are working and, and taking care of them, protecting them. So that that can take a little bit of time. Then there's a lot of training that goes into it. Uh, the great part for prospective employees is that we do all that for you. You, you, um, you come into us with some minimum qualifications and we get you all the training that you need. We send you to the Academy for a dispatch. We, uh, put you through a, a training program in house. And so you don't have to have law enforcement experience. You, you don't have to have a college degree in criminal justice. You could really be doing anything right now. Um, and we will, when we get you hired, we will get you trained and um, make sure that you're successful out in the street. Gotcha. And then maybe kind of to go a bit more in depth on that. Let's say one day I choose, you know, I want to step out of the radio realm. I want to leave doing what I do now. And I want to join you guys sort of walk me through what that process looks like. Yeah, well, we can do it right now. You got some computers in front of you. I'm sure they have internet access. We would just go to uh, publicsafetytesting.com. That's your first step. That um, That's where you take your written test or you sign up for your written test. Uh, once you take that, we schedule you for a physical test. Uh, if you pass both of those, you sign up for an oral board and we get you through an oral board. That's what we consider our first phase. Uh, all of that can be done remotely. So if you are out of town or, um, you know, on vacation or whatever it is, you're not, you're not here in person. We can do all of that remotely. After that, you move into phase two, which is uh, where we, we have you take a personal history questionnaire and a suitability assessment. Uh, that's, you know, answering a bunch of questions about everything you've done in your entire life. It's a big, uh, big long form, but um, it's necessary for people getting into police work. Once you get past that phase, uh, you go to a polygraph and a background investigation and a psych exam. And then at the completion of that is pretty much you're hired. Um, and that process can, depending on the applicant, can take anywhere from three to four months to a little bit longer. A lot of it relies on you turning in paperwork and being on the ball about things. But we are trying to get you through as fast as you can. So I know there are people out there looking for jobs. They don't want to wait a long time. Uh, if you are quick about getting your uh, your portions of the of the process done, we will get you through uh, the process, our hiring process, as quickly as we can. And then the other great thing about the department that I, th I think people don't know is that you don't have to wait until there's a police academy. There's no specific date for us to hire you. So if we hire you uh, and there's three or four months until an academy, we're going to bring you in. We're going to start getting you in-house training. We'll find things for you to do. Um, and you'll start your career right then. And, uh, and then when the time comes to get you to the Academy and get you that training, we'll send you there. So we're very flexible. Um, we really want to work with you. We understand there are a lot of different variables in people's lives. Uh, it is not a, um, it is not a difficult process for you to get through. It's a, it's a tough process. There's uh, it's a high standard, but we make, we make getting through it as easy as we can for you. Gotcha. I think it's good to know that, that that it is a tough process and a high standard because those are the kinds of folks that you would want in the police department. You want those folks that can go through all that time and really show that they are the kinds of folks that should be there. Yeah, absolutely. Every officer is a is a, you know, reflection of all of us. And so we want to make sure that every single officer that comes in here is someone that I want to be uh looked at as, you know, being the same as. I I want that for our city. 
Uh, and, and we do that at JPD. We have a, a very high bar, a high washout rate for applicants. And I think um, we see the benefits of that in our, in our police force. Gotcha. I do have one more quick question that we will have to move into our break, which is still on that sort of that topic of recruitment. And this is kind of a bit of a, a conjecture type of question, but is there any reasons that you can think of that might be causing some of those, you know, those lows with recruitment issues and the kind of like why that might be happening? Yeah. I mean, I have my own personal opinions. Um, I think that when we talk to applicants, some, some of the things we hear about are uh, the cost of living in Juneau. Housing is very expensive. Depending on the size of your family, you may need a house with multiple bedrooms and you're looking at a fairly, uh, you know, fairly expensive starter home. So that can be, uh, that can be difficult for people. Uh, you just have a general um, change in the outlook on police work. There was a time where uh, people felt about this job and this career differently than they do now. Um, But I think that we're kind of turning the corner on that. Um, People are interested in being police officers. I think sometimes they just don't realize that they don't need anything special to get started. You really don't. Um, And one thing I didn't mention in talking about the process is if you have any questions about any of this, just go to joinjpd.com. There's a big frequently asked questions section there um, that can answer that. You can call the police department. Somebody will be happy to talk to you about the processes. But um, back to some difficulties. Yeah, I think there's um, cost of living is a big one for us. And um, I don't know how we fix that, um, but um, hopefully we can make it easier for people to, to live here, have a family here in Juneau. Gosh, and on that, we will move into our break. When we come back, we'll be talking about more aspects of JPD currently. You are listening to Action Line on KINY. And we're back with more Action Line on KINY. Joining me still from the Juneau Police Department, I have Lieutenant Jeremy Weske. Now, during the first half, we kind of touched a lot about, you know, recruitment and staff over at JPD. But I want to kind of move away from that because I feel like that is a topic we hit quite frequently. And considering it is also election season, I know all the candidates have been hitting that in their various public forums. So what I want to talk about now is kind of a more topical seasonal thing, which is it is getting darker out there. So, Jeremy, do you want to take it away from there? Yeah, we uh, we're definitely seeing our daylight hours shrink with that. Uh, we always want to talk about pedestrian safety, bicycle safety. Uh, we um, we recommend that uh, and I guess we almost beg that people wear reflective gear that you if you're you know, if you have a way to uh, put lights on yourself, little blinking lights. If you're riding a bike, make sure it's lit. Uh, be extra cautious when you are um crossing the road, even if you're using a crosswalk, you want to really make sure that, um, the drivers on both sides of you see you. Uh, I think I've said this before on this radio program, but even if you're in the right as the pedestrian or the bicyclist, you're going to be in the wrong. If you, uh, end up getting hit by a car, like you just can't win that even if it was technically your right away. So make sure they're stopping for you. Make sure you're wearing a uh, reflective gear that so that you're visible. Uh, and then if you're a driver on the road, please be extra cautious. Um, we're, you know, when we get into these darker months, we tend to have uh, more issues and uh, we can avoid them. There's there's no reason why we can't. So just everybody pay extra attention. Uh, we want everybody, everybody to be safe. Uh, if you've got some kids that might need some reflective gear, I think we have some tags still at JPD. If they want to swing by, we can give them a little reflective tag to put on backpacks or uh, things like that. And uh, yeah, just just be careful, be safe, be aware. 
Gotcha. And I, I would know it's it's funny in a some kind of sad sort of way that you mean you had a note and you know, practically beg people to do something that is for their own safety with putting on the reflective yeah. gear. But I mean, I understand it's uh, sometimes you think you won't need it. I get that. Um, but yeah, we, we just really want to emphasize that you do need it. It's difficult to see when you don't have anything reflective on. And uh, we would love for you to be wearing that when you're out walking on your bike. Gotcha. I think the, the mantra I always have with that is it, it's better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So that's a, that's a reminder. It's getting darker. Please wear reflective gear when you're out at night. It's just safer for you. It's safer for everyone else involved. Just... I, I would advise you do that. Obviously, I also don't have power over whether or not you do that, but it is a suggestion. Now, my next sort of question is kind of a general check-in with how things have been going over at JPD. In a, and I'm going to knock on wood because last time I made a comment like this, it, it got busy for the fire department. So it doesn't seem to have been super crazy for you guys over there. Obviously, we get your bulletins and sort of large notable things happen with JPD, but it seems to have been relatively quiet lately. At least from my perspective. We are very superstitious people, and uh, so I'll never say that it's quiet. Um, what I will say is we haven't had any you know, big press releases come out on major calls, uh, but we are doesn't mean that our officers aren't working. A lot of cases are working very hard. One of the things that I kind of alluded to earlier was how much our officers are working. They're working overtime shifts. When you see an officer on the road, it's likely that that person has been working five of seven days, maybe six of seven there. Um, so they're working very hard. They're working a lot of hours. Um, the town is still busy. We still, we still have calls we have to go to, but thankfully you're right. We haven't had any big major calls that have happened yet. Um, and going back to the, these officers working, I just, if I can give a shout out to, to the officers, um, I want to do that and say, for those that are listening, if you see an officer out and about, uh, please thank them, uh, give them a handshake, a high five. If they want a hug, give them a hug. They've been working really hard to, to keep this city safe, to keep you protected. Uh, and hopefully they, they get that recognition because I know they're just, they're giving it their all and uh, they're doing it even though, even though it's tough for them. Gotcha. And I would note for any officers, I'd probably tower over you if you ask for a hug. I'm going to be honest with you right now. So if you do ask for that, just know it's going to be a little awkward. I'm going to have to bend down a bit to give you a hug. But and I think that's a good thing to you know, kind of note, especially because you know, you're saying you know, they're all working a lot of overtime. That even further kind of demonstrates the point we were talking about earlier with sort of the staffing. And so would you say that they've been working overtime quite regularly as of late? Yes, overtime has become uh, pretty regular. We have our patrol shifts to cover, and we have the airport that we have to cover. Um, so, yeah, the, the air, overtime is abundant. And um, the quicker that we can get people in the door, get people hired and trained, uh, the better that can get. And uh, we're all looking forward to that day. But right now, yeah, officers are, are working hard, they're working extra, and they need that appreciation. Gotcha. Which now this question's kind of sprung into my mind. Do you think that funding might be playing a role with any of that? Like maybe just needing more funding to get stuff for JPD or is it really just the manpower part? It's really, um, I, I think it's a really a manpower issue. We generally, the city, um, our budget is good. City gives us what we need. Um, for instance, the recruitment firm that we hired, you know, we we're, we're spending money to make sure that we can try and get qualified applicants in the door. Um, but what we really need are people to come in, people to take that step, people to, 
you know, help carry this load with us and choose law enforcement as a career. It's a great career. It, uh, it's something new every day. It's a job where you can come in as a patrol officer and end up by the end of your time doing SWAT, bomb disposal, crisis negotiations, school resource officers, canine officer. I mean, we just, there's just so many different things you can do that it's not like a normal career where you come in and you do the same thing for 10, 20, 30 years. You're going to do something new every day, have a lot of different opportunities. Um, and so I just really encourage people to, to really consider doing this as a career. You, you will not regret it. Gotcha. And I think I can relate with you on the not doing the same thing every day considering how my field works i don't know what's going to happen the next day and i'm like oh i have a lot of interesting things that have happened or i have a kind of a kind of a slower day kind of just depends on what the world chooses to do yeah it makes it makes time go by faster it makes you you know enjoy your job more when when you have a little bit of that unknown day to day what you're going to get to do which is funny because given my some of my background uh, as a science person, I hate when things are random. I'm like, yeah. no, I like it when things are concise. And then my journalism brain kicks in. I'm like, no, let's uh, let's mix it up a bit. Let's see what happens. Right. And so, yeah. Now, one other quick thought I had, which is it is September, which means schools are back in session to you. So I want to see if you had any advice for any of the students that uh, their parents might be listening in this case, or somehow if you've, hey, if you've skipped class, don't do that. Don't, don't be, don't be that guy. Don't skip class. But what advice would you give to the students uh, now that we're, you know, properly into the fall semester? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't skip class is a good one. Do as I say, not as I do. I'll preface it that way. Uh, I, we just, again, like we talked about earlier with pedestrians, especially with, uh, our, our school age kids, we want you to be safe. We want you to make good decisions. Um, have a plan in place. If you're going to go out, um, make sure you have a way to get home and make sure you have a safe way to get home. Uh, you know, make good decisions and uh, other than that, just enjoy your school year. These are these can be fun years. Have a good time, um, but make sure you're being safe. Exactly. I think, as like you said, do as I say, not as I do. I'm always like, don't do anything I wouldn't do. Because right. I, I mean, when I was in school, I was a pretty. I don't think. I think the only time I ever got in trouble in school was, I think I pulled a prank that involved ghost pepper chocolate, which was quite funny. I will admit that. That sounds pretty funny. I, I, I still passed the class. Didn't pass it with a higher grade than a C, but I passed. But, you know, just be responsible. That's really what it is at the end of the day. And you can be like, oh, don't tell us what to do. I know how it is. It wasn't that long ago I was in high school. I think it was about, I want to say five years now that I was in high school. So, ooh, that's, I'm revealing how young I am again. That's fun. But yeah, I think that's about what I've got for you today. Uh, Lieutenant Wesky, thank you for coming in. As always, I do appreciate when you come in to chat with me because it is good to have that these sort of open conversations with JPD because as I've discussed in the past, it allows sort of that more open sort of transparency feeling with you guys for the community. I think that's a very important thing to have. Yeah, I agree. We, uh, we welcome transparency. We are proud of our department. We know that we are um, extremely extremely professional. We do a great job and we're always happy to answer questions about how the department runs uh, or anything else you might, you might have questions about for law enforcement. Alrighty. And on that, we will wrap it up. Thank you once again for coming in. You've all been listening to action line on KINY.